just want to welcome you into 2019 and um, just really going to do my best to, to hopefully, first of all, I'm Chad, if you're new with us and maybe your resolution was to go to church, good job, you're one for one <laughs> in 2019. <laughs> it's always helpful to start out winning. And, uh, and how many know it's also helpful to celebrate little victories all along the way? You know what, that's one of the things I, I really, I, I really want to grow in just personally is I want to stop and smell the roses in 2019 and to begin to, in as much as I'm fervent to want to please the Lord, I want to celebrate the Lord's goodness all along the way. I don't know if anyone else want to get on that train with me. Um, but uh, just the declaration over 2019, uh, you know, we've been doing a lot of praying and just reflecting this week and and. You know, we're gearing up for a brand new year, and this passage, very, very famous passage, um, just really became really clear to me uh, that I think it has the capacity to hold our imaginations and our hearts and our minds, maybe for a whole year. Maybe. And it's taken from Joshua chapter 1. And just really quick for context, I'll read this. It says, after the death of Moses, you can read about Moses in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. He's a very famous biblical character. He was a servant of the Lord. The Lord said to Joshua, his protege, or his son in the faith, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then you and all these people will get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I'll give you every place you set your foot, as I promised Moses. How many would say that's a pretty good promise? Okay, so far. Your territory will extend from the desert to, uh, to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, and all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. I've been there. It's a beautiful sea. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. How many think God is hitting about 100 so far? About the promises, I'm with you, the land is yours. I'm going to deliver on every word I've spoken over Moses. It's being passed to you. Uh, one commentary said, uh, said it best in, in this, this way. This entire first part of God's speech to Joshua emphasizes divine initiative. Say that with me, divine initiative. Everything in God's kingdom and Anything we ever do as it pertains to a relationship with God or growing in our faith, it is always in a response to divine initiative. Shake your head at me. So it's never, it never starts with us. It's not even sustained by us. We respond to the divine initiative, and then when He initiates and we respond, He empowers and sustains until the very end. Now, we do have a part to play. But I want to be very clear to go on record in 2019. That which God initiates must be responded to. So this whole first part, I won't leave you. I'm going to give you all this land, all the promises that have been building up in Israel's imagination and burning in their hearts. And they had to see 40 years of all the unbelievers die off in the wilderness. God's like, I will, I will, I will, I will. And him, then he turns the page and there's a human response required. And how many know that that human response really, really matters? Again, that picture in, in pre-service prayer of a God whose hands are full, but 
If your hands are full and his hands are full, he cannot give you and pour out on your life this year what he longs to do in you and through you if you're already full with you. Okay, so here, here's the human response. Be strong and courageous, right? Very famous Bible verse. Because you will lead these people to go and inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. As if telling us once wasn't enough. Be strong and very create, courageous. Say that with me. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Not a bad gig. If you agree, say amen. And here's the, here's the verse, really. Zero, 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 zero in. Keep this book of the law. How often again? Always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Not a bad, not a bad promise. Have I not commanded you for the third time? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And I am under the opinion that there is not a better promise we could take a hold of for 2019 than this promise. I will give you every place you set your foot. Not bad. Come on, somebody. say That ain't a bad one. Uh, I will never leave you or forsake you. You don't have to spend one second of 2019 alone. Yeah. No one will be able to stand against you in God's purpose and promise over your life and over His church in this hour. It's not a bad scenario. But as we said at the very beginning, divine initiative and then divine promise requires a response. Everyone say amen. amen. Which of course means I agree and or so be it. It's an amazing Bible verse that really summarizes this in the New Testament. In 2 Corinthians 1, read it out loud with me. Skip the 6,000-ish. That's how many promises some people who do that sort of thing count. <laughs> I would be one of those people probably. But read this, all, read this with me. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through Him, the Amen is spoken by to the glory of God. So just very, very briefly, all the promises are yes and amen. It's on the radio. Great song. In Jesus, the promises of all that we already just read. I'll never leave you. My purposes are going to prevail and prosper in your life if you get the sequence right. But how many know heaven is looking for an amen? We're look, heaven's looking for agreement. And how many know that when we come into agreement, the next step is usually we've got to come into alignment. How many know, though, it's okay to come into agreement first because God knows we are works in progress. We come into agreement and then we respond to his call to come into alignment with who he is and what he's doing. How many know it's not enough to just agree and say, oh, the alignment's for that other person? Of course I agree the promises and prosperity and I want the promise in every place. But then the Holy Spirit starts whispering, there's areas in your life that do not match my character and nature. And you say, oh, but all the promises are yes and amen. And the Lord says, sorry, amen must lead to alignment. 
It has to. Super significant. The divine initiative and the human response bound together for 2019. Again, be strong and very courageous. Keep the whole book of the law on your lips. Meditate day and night. So that you'll be careful to do everything written in it. And have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. I'll be with you wherever you go. That which God is calling us into, spoiler alert, is going to require strength and courage. Why would he say it three times? He doesn't call us to play it safe, predictable, or easy. He calls us to become more than conquerors in Jesus Christ. Joshua has a divine invitation face-to-face with God, which you would think would mean Joshua would be fine and dandy. But did you know that which God's calling us into this year is going to require strength and courage? He doesn't call us to coast, to cruise. He calls us to set our hearts upon him with a fervor for his presence and his purposes. He's very clear to say to Joshua, don't even think about turning to the right or the left. Don't veer from what I've said and what I'm currently saying. And beloved, I would say what's super interesting to me is that here in Joshua chapter 1 and the rest of the stories about how he goes and conquers and the promises and he slays giants and uh, you know, kings and nations, it's super interesting that Yahweh does not give Yeshua, Joshua, battle plans. Like, here's how you align your military. You send out 75 first, and then he gives him a recipe that before Joshua, you can go can't c- conquer the land around you. You've got to let Yahweh conquer the land within you. It's super significant. The whole rest of the story, he conquers, spoiler alert, five kings at first, and then 31 mop-up king operation, not a bad day, 36 for 36. But before here, the invitation to conquer and to possess the promises and to experience the fullness and the abundance that God has for every one of his children, he says, before you can go conquer out there, we've got to talk about what's going on in here. It's super, super significant. There is no you know, directions right here about what to do on the outside. But there's all kinds of implications for what God has to do and wants to do in his people so that they're fit to carry forth the promise, not just in their generation, but for generations. Which is always the issue with Israel, many times the issue with us. Don't go to the left or the right. He calls us into things and places that will actually require active trust and reliance upon him. Bummer. Don't you think God's smart? Is he smarter than us? I'm calling you to things, to myself, that are going to require you to rely on me. But how many are thankful that he's smarter than us? And he knows this is the best scenario Ongoing reliance and trust. I was thinking, you know, this phrase, he actually loves to show himself strong on our behalf. Like, I love, I'm such an imperfect dad. Shocker. Very, very imperfect. But I love showing up when my kids need me. 
Am I talking to anybody today? I love, you know, they need me to make this or, you know, and if I can't fix it, I give it to mom and she can. So, but we're one flesh, so it works. But infinitely more, how many know when God sees that the, the, when we're being strengthened, we have courage to believe his promises over our lives, that when we actually trust him, he actually loves to show up in that place of trust. He loves to show up. Here's the verse that we, will, we are going to riff off for a few more minutes. I actually want you to read it out loud with me. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So again, the big picture looks like this. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. But you still got to be strong and courageous. Okay? Oh, and by the way, you're still going to need to be strong and very courageous. <laughs> Why? Because I'm calling you to wholeheartedness. How many know there is no enemy, no demon, no devil that can stand a chance against a word that comes from God's mouth? You want to know where the battle is? Your heart. So I need strength and courage to what? Overcome all the, well, yeah, you'll have power for that. You can say his name, Luke 10, 18, and 19. You can squash scorpions. But you know what you need strength and power and courage for? To take him at his word and live out of that lifestyle of yes. So you'll be careful. And he says, it, to keep this book of the law. You see, he just crescendos. And then he goes backwards. Watch. And how are you going to keep it? Meditating on it all day. Huh? So that you'll be careful to do everything written in it. You see how smart? Oh, and by the way, he ends with verse 9. You're going to need strength and courage. <laughs> but don't be afraid and don't be discouraged. Because I'll be with you wherever you go. You see how it works? This dance with God. <laughs> I'll never leave you. How many know that is always our number one fear? I'm alone. Am I talking to anybody? I have to conquer this myself, this addiction, this bondage, this stronghold, this relationship that's gone sideways. And the Lord says, no, 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 no. I'm with you. We have got this. But me being with you will not belittle the, the requirement for you to be strong and courageous because I'm calling you into things that you cannot do in your own strength. You're going to need the one who is with you to help you. For what? To be obedient. How many know the thing God wants to empower more than anything in this last day is that we would actually become a church that obeys the first commandment, to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. How many know if it falls apart at the place of love, affection, and allegiance, everything else unravels around that three-quartered strand? I love it, man. I have so many templates about accountability and how to help people grow, but I'm almost, as, I'm almost to the point where I'll pull the trigger that if I'm discipling someone and they're actually in a place of transparency, the only question I really need to ask is, do you love him today? Is he your, is he your one thing? Is Jesus in obedience to him? Because how many know when our love gets diluted, everything else gets murky? I'm not talking to anyone today, I know. 
So really quick, again, it's a promise. I'll never leave you or forsake you. I'm always with you. Can we say amen to his promise? 2019, the Lord says, I want to be with you. I want to be in on all of your life and every decision, every choice, wherever you go, I want to be with you. Not a bad promise. And out of that promise flows a vision of his heart. He wants the knowledge of his glory to fill every square inch of your world and his world. Out of the promise comes a vision. I'm sending you for Israel. It was to possess the land for the church that is included with Israel now in the covenant of Jesus Christ. I want to fill the world with my glory and my love and my beauty. And out of vision comes the promise again that the only way you'll fulfill that promise and live out that vision is if you set your heart to become a person that is dedicated and devoted to my presence above all things. And then out of presence flows the mission. How many know if you start with mission first, you'll get a bunch of burnt out, double-minded people that when they go out on the field, they'll look more like the world than something to offer the world into. I am so pro-mission. But even that mission for Joshua was to go and possess the land for us. It's to go into all the world and proclaim and live the gospel. But it has to flow from the promised vision of his presence. And then we'll have something to offer a thirsty and hungry world. So to put it like this, in light of his promise, we get a glimpse of his vision. And in light of his vision, we need his presence. Can I get an amen? (laughs) Okay, this is a Chad move. And in light of his promise-filled, presence-empowered vision, we have a mission which will require strength and courage. So how do we cultivate a lifestyle, both personally and corporately, that is immersed in and sustained by his presence? Would you agree that's a pretty fair question? Because it seems like God's the key element to the equation. (laughs) Thank you. How do we keep the book of the law or the scriptures always on our lips? And just just by way of just a quick announcement, I emailed several times, Facebook, Instagram. Does everyone know, and on your bulletin we have the uh, QR code, you can go to our website, it's everywhere. Uh, the Bible reading plan. Raise your hand if you are, you've received it or you're journeying through it. I mean, we're trying to set our hearts. One of our main objectives is together uh, become people of God's word like never before. The scripture. Uh, so how, how do we do this? How do we keep this book of the law always on our lips? Is that a fair question? We, shocker, ready? We read it. <laughs> Super deep. But I feel like Barna said the average American has six Bibles in their house. You can Google it. Just You can check my facts. Not now. Fact find later. And then email me and not embarrass me in front of everyone. But we have six copies. And then now we have these little things called smartphones. I have 55 versions. I have it everywhere. But how many read it? Okay. So read it. Everyone say read it. You know what? If you don't like reading, there's audio versions. (laughs) And all of the ADHD people in the house said, amen. It's too hard to read. I need to listen. Well, I'm working out. How do you know? It's very godly to listen to the word. I mean, I don't have time to go into that. I'm joking about the ADHD, and I'm sorry if that offended you. I mean, it takes one to know one. 
Just ask my wife. But to listen to it. If I'm supposed to keep it always on my lips, that means it's got to be always in my life. Right? I mean, we're in a stinking battle to listen to and to believe other lies and other agendas and ideas. And the only way that we're going to be f- successful in fulfilling his mandate and his purpose and his destiny in our life is if we are immersed in the truth of who he is and what he's doing and what he's done and what he's promised to do. We pray it. Oh, my goodness. Everyone say pray it. Pray. You know, the other day, I'm not boasting. I'm not an amazing. I'm amazing because God loves me. But... Um, but the other day, I went to that prayer room up there. It's a beautiful room. Several over here in this corner, Patty and Brian and Michelle and others, have, and Lance, and uh, redesigned it and made it pretty and put floor and gray. I went up there, and you know what I did? I was super legalistic. I wanted to see if I could just pray for, I literally set my timer on my clock, and I put it in my pocket. I didn't look at it. I thought, man, could I... You know, and I already had devotions in the morning, so I already had a gold star in heaven. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. But I want to see what an hour, just uninterrupted. I set my timer for an hour. I know, it's so long. And all I had was the Bible and prayer. Every passage I read, I turned it into a conversation. Did you know you can do that with the Bible? For example, the passage we're looking at today, be strong and courageous. You know what? God, I want to be strengthened. Here's what I would, if I'm reading that, God, I want to be strengthened. God, I know there's areas where I rely on my own strength, so I repent. I turn to you. You see that one verse? I could talk to God for 20 minutes. One of the greatest ways to grow in a hunger for the word is to mix word and prayer together. Can I get an amen? It comes alive. When it, becomes, when it becomes part of the conversation between God's heart and your heart, many are so, they think Bible reading or listening is so dull and boring, and maybe it is to you, but when you mix that puppy with prayer and conversation and journaling, man, you can't wait to wake up in the morning and whenever you do your thing and to drink your coffee and to encounter God. It's super cool. How else do we keep it before us? We proclaim it. Did you know you and I have a duty to one another And it's to proclaim truth into each other's lives in the midst of the storms and the trials and tribulations. Listen, you and I do not have a mandate to just only perpetually talk about the problem. We are to be loving and caring and courage. I know all the Bible verses. I'm saying out of that place, we don't just tuck our tail and say, well, I guess it's as good as it gets. No, we together begin to proclaim the truth of what God says about the situation. Listen, that's not ignoring the difficulty and the adversity but it's speaking and proclaiming the truth of God's word in the situation. Oh, I don't have time, but maybe next week. Sing it. Did you know that you may, you may I have so many people tell me, I have, a good, I have a good memory, I know people tell me that and think, anyway, I'm, I was about to go in the flesh. Get back in the spirit, here we go. <laughs> I felt it. Spirit. Oh, I don't have a good memory. I can't do this and that. And you, Chad, it's just a gift or whatever. But, like, how many songs do you think you know cold right now? I bet you, I bet you 50. You may not. How many know there is a thing that the ancients had, but that's being rediscovered in the earth. And when you sing scripture, it's like a one, two, three punch with melody. And before you know it, oh, my goodness, I know that psalm. Or I know that Bible verse. 
All right, it's getting hot. It's hot. Just trying to be practical for all your practicals out there. How else do we keep it before us? Memorize it. Everyone say it with me. Memorize it. For God so loved the world that He... Why did we stop with one verse when we were little? Everybody can do it. I saw Pastor Andrew for our kids. He's got flashcards. Be an adult with kid flashcards of the Word. Get that thing in your heart. Amen. How do I keep it always on my lips? I don't know. Writing it on your heart so that no matter what you're going through, word comes out. Not complaining or grumpiness or grumbling or it's going to be too hard or too difficult. What if when we got squeezed, the word of the Lord was released? I'm preaching. Come on. How else? I love this one. Study it. If you look at our Bible reading plan, I've got the Bible Project. Those guys are PhD geniuses. I've read all those books. That I've read 5% of the books that they've read to get smart. Three, 2% of what they've read. You study it. Grab a commentary. Grab a friend. Grab someone smarter than you further along the road and say, hey, let's get this. Thing. Let's, let's, let's study this thing. Let's set our hearts to grow in the Word. Am I doing okay? I'm doing okay. Oh, and then this little thing called obey it. You want to accelerate growth? You want to accelerate a greater hunger for the Word? Start doing what it says, and you want to go back for more. I got one yes right over here, and that's right. That's a good... This one quote, this one quote pulverized my heart today, this week. This one quote. A congregation which is full of life, speaks, prays, and sings daily together is a light fortress against the continual danger of lukewarmness. <sighs> You're like, who is Ludwig Lugzinvind, isn't it? <laughs> he was the leader of a movement called the Moravians. They only did a little thing like a congregation of 300. They prayed for 100 years straight with two intercessors on every single hour. This little congregation in Hernhut, Germany, sent just Google it, doggone it, I didn't write it down. I know I've read the articles before. Fifty nations. A congregation which is full of life, speaks, prays, and sings daily together as a light fortress against, I, they considered lukewarmness a danger. How many know that is a danger you and I have thought was a norm for our Christian experience? I'm not saying it's always fireworks when I wake up, when I wake up and meet with the Lord, but I'm saying there's a difference between being faithful and showing up and being indifferent and apathetic and cold. How many want to declare war against the danger of lukewarmness this year? Like I I I am I am not okay with just being okay. That's lukewarmness. No, I want you, Jesus. That's why we, the seasons of fasting are beautiful uh, hunger accelerators. Uh, God gives us these disciplines and these graces to reset and reorient and recalibrate our hearts so that we can love what is, what is worthy of being loved with everything. Okay, okay, hallelujah. Skip all of that, hurry up. I'll get there maybe next week. So everyone likes this part. So how do we do it together? <laughs> Practically speaking, we must pray together. 
I believe that which we thought was a luxury or peripheral or optional in the days that we are entering, God's people are not going to gather to so much talk about this, that, or the other. They're going to talk to the king. The meetings are going to increasingly become more and more about Jesus. Um, Sing together. There's like 8,000 verses about singing praise. And how many know more is happening than we know? He's transforming us. He's creating faith and momentum so that when we leave the gathering, we can go out and walk by faith. We must pursue God's presence together. I often say this, that the most powerful worship time I've had, I've been to Sierra Leone. I've been all over Europe. I've been to 20-something states. I've been to probably 5,000 services. I don't know. But did you know that my favorite worship service I've ever been into besides this morning's was in my house when I lived off of Old Oak Park in a manufactured home. We lit candles in the house. There were five of us. I didn't even have a guitar. We we had worship through the iPod. We were sweating because we were dancing and shouting and praising and praying so hard. That takes the, how many know you don't need a big stage or a big crowd to pursue God's presence together? And I've been on big stages and crowds. That takes the cake when a few friends, you know what, said, you know what, let's pursue him right now together. Okay. And then it was super funny in the house, like, am I allowed to, like, jump during this song? Okay. (laughs) And, like, by two hours into it, super spiritual, I know, we were soaked (laughs) with the glory. Anyway, um, and this is maybe, maybe most important. We can't isolate and we can't quit. Come on, somebody needs to hear that. You cannot quit and you can't isolate. There's a great Bible verse that's really long on one screen that looks scary. (laughs) Sheesh. (laughs) Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and the full assurance that faith brings having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us, what does it say? Hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. Look at that, there it is again with our words. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together. Come on as some are in the habit of doing, but all the more encouraging one another, and the Bible verse continues, as the day approaches, or the end of the age. How many know this is not just talking about be faithful on Sunday morning? It is about being faithful on Sunday morning. Gold star for anyone who goes 52 out of 52. But the context of this, don't stop meeting together in the throne room of God's mercy and grace. We can't afford to not meet together in the place of prayer and crying out to the Lord. And I'll say this, you know, you can debate me. Hey, this is literally the single point failure throughout Israel's history and our own when we fail to keep the word central and obey. I, mean, I could read the, all the commentaries and books, and where did it go sideways? Was it the king's fault, the priest's fault, the prophet's fault? Was it my parents' fault, this fault? It is always a single point failure. I'm going to bless you, and I've given you promises that you could never afford, you could never earn. I want to pour out on your life. If you'll obey me, 
Not only will I take you in the land, I will keep you in that land, in that promise, but the single point failure is always at the place of obedience. Darn it. Single point. Joshua 1. There's no military big... Joshua, if you're careful to keep my word always on your lips and meditate on it day and night, and, you ob- and you're careful to obey it, I got this. So what if when we have not lived according to God's will or walked in His ways or His word, this is the single point failure? But thanks be to God, Jesus today and in 2019 has made a sustained yes and a whole heart that's after obedience a possibility in 2019. Does that mean you'll hit a thousand? No. But he will enable your yes every single step as long as you keep bringing your yes. Every yes. He will sustain and empower today. Oh my goodness. We're at the end. Ultimately, we're not going to get there on the run. Can I get an amen? Amen. (sighs) We are obsessed with 20, or what is it, the South, what's the diet right now that's famous? I've lost track. The South, okay, keto, South Beach, whatever. Is it, anyone remember all those things? Like, anything that promises you a quick fix? Come on, am I talking to anyone that's got a testimony today? I'm not talking to anybody today, apparently. There are no quick fixes or cheat codes or skip-aheads. And we all said amen. Amen. To make progress, to walk in obedience, to conquer this year, to become a person of God's word and God's spirit and presence, there's not a quick fix or a cheat code or a, we just got done with all the, you know, the, you know, what are the codes you have to type in when you check out and you get 20% off of an already overpriced item? I'm not bitter. Lord, heal me. But there's just a journey. Everyone say there's a journey. There's a pilgrimage. There's a walk. There's an ongoing relationship that the Lord wants to invite us into in 2019. Ongoing. How many know along the journey there are awesome moments of breakthrough? Three yes sirs. Anyone over here? Anyone experience? There are moments where he breaks in and like the long becomes the now. Oh, I believe in that. (laughs) But after the nows, there's a lot of... Come on, am I talking truth? Does anyone have a history with God out there? The now! And then the, okay, the yes. The the consistent yes. And I gotta keep it before my eyes and my lips and my heart and I gotta do this with others because I can't do it alone. And ah. I love it. This is why Joshua says, after you always keep it on your lips, 
He says, meditate on it. <laughs> and I, I looked up that word. It, literally, it's the, the Hebrew Hagah, which means to mutter. And what the, the ancients used to do is that they would, in a low kind of monotone voice, they would just speak the word. And they're just a low-level hum. How many want their low-level hum? Not to be your fear, your anxiety, your worry, intimidation from your boss, but how many would love to reprogram their heart by the Spirit of God and the grace of Jesus that the, the low-level hum, the white noise of your life would become the word? <laughs> I do! <laughs> ah, that's good. I like that. You guys are making me hurry. I had a really good message. I went too long in worship, but that's what the Lord was doing. So I didn't go too long. I was obedient. So get over yourself, Chad. All right. I was just talking to my... Hurry up. Finish. I just want you to come back next week, you know, one for one. I want to make your, you know, goals. I'm just trying to see what I want to leave out because i got to finish. There's too much good stuff. Just talk amongst yourself. Give me 30 seconds. Give me five seconds. So to meditate is to focus on God. Everyone say God. His word or his law. This is, old this is the concept of meditation. It's not emptying your brain. It's stuffing your brain with his word and his truth and then posturing yourself to agree with what his word says. It's not some new, this is very ancient, very biblical. He wants to fill us with his word and presence. I like it. Why do we have to meditate? Sorry, I, I, I have to show you what I wrote. Uh, we're like hard pieces of meat that need to marinate, pressure cook, crock pot, brining and low and slow. <laughs> okay, okay. We just are. <sighs> Am I talking to anyone besides the guy in the mirror? I, I need to keep his word before me and on my lips and in my heart, and then I need to meditate on it because I'm a hard piece of Whatever, meat or whatever you want to call yourself. And the Lord said, the Lord knows that the only which he's after, you know what he's after? That when he looks, he doesn't just see Christ in the, in the realm of he's given us his righteousness, that we're actually being transformed into his image. It's not something I receive as a bystander. I receive grace and, you know, initial rights, absolutely. Gift, I know all those words, I love all that stuff. But he actually wants us to become the righteousness of God as he transforms our character and our conduct and our mindsets and our attitudes. He literally, when he looks and sees us, he doesn't just want to see, oh, I only see Jesus and all their screw. No, he actually wants what he sees in Jesus to become true of what's happening on, on us, in us. That's a good word. When I see you, I see Jesus. So there you go. I wanted to show you the pressure cooker meat. <laughs> Why? We've been programmed. Someone say, I've been programmed. By my flesh, by my culture, by my bad habits. And so I, there has to be a, a new rhythm and a new pace and a new setting of our hearts to meditate on God's word this year so that that hardness and that formation is counterformed by the Spirit of God and the Word of God. Man, I'm telling you, this, you may not agree with me, maybe you're tired or you're checked out, but I'm telling you, this is the word of the Lord. This is what he wants to do. This is what he wants to do. He wants, listen, meditation deals below the surface of our behaviors. It begins to reprogram our thinking. 
our mindsets, our attitudes, and our motivations. And how many know the Lord is not done until he begins to transform us in that place? He doesn't just want you to act better. No, he wants you to act better. But he wants you to think about why you're acting the way you're. He, he actually wants to get behind your, just your behavior. He wants to change your life from the inside out by his grace and through his word. In other words, you can be rescued from Egypt, but still live with a slave mentality. Come on, somebody. When you've lived as a slave, children, these are 400 years. It's going to take a, a little bit to realize, oh my gosh, the chains are gone. I'm no longer a slave. I'm a son. And here's how I know for a fact that's right, because it's in the Bible. So he led them out of Egypt. He formed wonders and signs in the Red Sea for 40 years. He said, God will raise up a prophet, Jesus, like me, from your own people. He was in the assembly of the wilderness when he passed on the living words to us. Ah, but look what happened. Our ancestors refused to obey him. They rejected him, and in their hearts, someone say in their hearts, they turned back to Egypt. So when we talk about how do I keep the book of the law, the scripture, 2019, a simple year of the word and obedience and his presence and prayer, friendship with God, just the simple stuff that will be a lifetime in school progress. Can I get an amen? But what happened to Israel happens to us. If he doesn't, if we don't meditate, if we don't, we can't get it on the run, beloved. I'm sorry, there's not a quick fix to becoming the image of Christ in the earth, which is what our destiny is, is the church. How many of us, we've started, but in our hearts we went back. Oh, I still go to church, but I allow that sin a little more than I used to a week ago. I'm not talking to anybody today. Or that habit, or... And in our hearts, we go back. And the Lord says, no. I want to rescue you from slavery. And then I want to reprogram and transform you through my spirit and by my word so that you will not live as an ex, fill in the blank, but as a present, current son who will be glorified at the end of the age. All right. Oh, my gosh. Done. I, I have four. I'm done. Okay. So... We can experience why he's careful. Amen. Knowing God is not enough. Okay. <sighs> just hurry. I'm trying. Just cut the tape. It's hot in here. It's too good. It's 2019. You only get one Sunday of the, the, the year. I should have planned it better. I have it all planned. It's great. Anyway, I'm still talking to myself. Shh. Stop. Here. Thank you. I love you. Here's why we don't progress. Some of you are saying that. You're like, hurry up. I'm hurrying. We've made, we've made discipleship growing in Christ about learning material, curriculum, classes, seminars, all of which I'm totally for, and we all said amen. I love classes, curriculum, I love the Bible, I love books, full of them, read them, love it. But how many know the, the, the secret sauce of this commission he gave Joshua, which isn't a secret because we all know it now, the front and center call, <sighs> obedience-based discipleship and formation. <laughs> In verse 7, be strong and courageous. Be careful to obey everything. In verse 8, keep it always on your lips. Meditate on it. Let it transform you. Why? So you'll be careful to obey everything in it. We have substituted curriculum, classes, seminars, conferences, all of which I'm for. But we have to get around to saying, okay, it's time to obey it. It's time to say yes to it. Not to like, what's it in the Greek? 
What is the background etymology of that word? What's its cousin word? How does it? I love all that stuff. I do it for a living. <laughs> but the Lord says, when I speak, I want a yes in your heart. I want you to go after saying yes to it and obeying it. This is Joshua 1, and then look at the similarity. This is the, this is the end. Every message, this is, I guarantee you, this is the end. I see it right here. The similarity between Joshua, which in, the, which in the original language is Yeshua, and the commission of Jesus, which again, same word, Yeshua. I love it. God knew what he was doing. It's kind of cool. The commissions are exactly the same. Watch. Watch. I, I broke it out for you. Then Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations. Instead of conquering kings and giants and killing them, make disciples of them. Okay, you see, it's similar. Different, similar. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I blessed you to bless the nations, Genesis 12. It's all similar, same. Teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you to, you see this? Same. Joshua 1, Matthew 28. Both from Yeshua. Cool, I like it. Here we go. Here's the promise. All authority in heaven and earth. How many know God's calling us into a renewed, beautiful relationship with himself, and he has all authority in heaven and earth? It's his. That's the promise. Remember, it's promise, vision, presence, mission. Right? The promise is, I've got everything. Okay? I've conquered sin, hell, death, and the grave. Not a bad day, not a bad savior to pick, to, to choose to follow, if you ask me. I've overcome. I hold the keys of death and life. I have inaugurated God's kingdom on the earth, and I'm inviting you to partner with me. That's pretty cool. And I possess the name of every name and sit on the highest throne that there is. So the promise, follow me, love me, know me, keep my word, let me transform you. The great promise is because I possess all authority in heaven and earth. It's mine. Oh, and by the way, I'm your provision and I'm the prototype for your life. So if you ever, don't ever know what to do, look to me. <laughs> I like that. Vision. I want all of the nations to be touched and transformed by the good news of the gospel. Are you tracking with me? That's God's vision. Everyone say, that's God's vision. He wants to conquer the world with his love <laughs> and through his grace in the gospel. Everyone say, that's God's vision. The mission, our part, we get to partner. We get to go make disciples, fellow learners, fellow students, right? Immersing, baptizing them into the life of God, the Father, Son, and Spirit, Teaching them to what? Consider his words and get around to thinking about if they want to obey him, if they feel like it on a given day. <sighs> Remember the commission, teach them to obey everything. Someone say, everything. everything. Right? Presence. Ah. Where are my presence people at? Come on. By the way, I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Do you guys see Joshua 1 and Matthew 20? It's the it's, Hand in glove. What do we want to be about in 2019? At all costs, why would we not want to take God up on his word to experience possessing the promises that have been maybe dormant for seasons, but the Lord says, I'm inviting you into a new season of yes, a new season of relationship, a new season in my word, a new season of setting your heart 
to just be transformed by my goodness, my love, and my presence? How many today would say, ah, that's a pretty good offer. I might want to consider taking him up on it. I love it. A year of abiding, obeying the word. A year of growing in prayer, communion, relationship with the spirit together. A year of carefully obeying what God has said and is saying together. How many know we need help with our obedience? Okay. A year of possessing obedience-based discipleship. A year of possessing the promises of God. And a year of God conquering the world within us so that everywhere we go, we can be a part of what he's doing in the world. Stand up with me, if you will, finally. I love you. Thank you. It's so much. I know, but it's really, really simple. The Lord says, 2019, I'm inviting you to keep my word always on your lips. The Lord says, I'm inviting you to meditate on it day and night so that you'll be careful with others to obey everything that's in it together. The Lord says, then you will experience success. You will hit the bullseye. You'll hit the mark of what I've called you to do and to become. But you're going to need strength and courage because there will be many, many opportunities to look elsewhere but to him and to his word. But the Lord says, don't worry. I'll never leave you or forsake you. I won't abandon the project. The work I began in you, I will see it to completion, says the Lord. If you'll trust me and just keep bringing your little yes. And your little yes has huge, eternal consequences as you partner with me. So I just want to pray a prayer of impartation. If you want, I feel like I... This is something the Lord has given me when I was 16, and it's not mine to keep. If you want a fresh impartation, a release of God's grace and presence in your life to allow his word, to, to, to have a year saturated in his word and his truth, I just want you to come forward and I want to pray for you. That's something he marked my life. If you say, I want Joshua 1, 8, and 9 to be the banner over my life in 2019, could you just come forward? I want to pray specifically for just an impartation of God's word. Um, I just believe that's something that he marked me at 16 with this, this passage. This is really a life message. But I want to pray that grace upon our church for 2019. And right now, just say, Lord, I want you to write your word on my heart this year. I want, I want to meditate on it. I want it to be on my lips perpetually. I want to read it, to sing it, to say it, to pray it, proclaim it, declare it. I want to obey it. But Lord, I do all of it because of your presence. You are the one who enables every single step of the whole journey. You initiate and then you sustain and empower the whole journey. But Lord, you are looking for a yes. And right now, Lord, our church, we stand right here. Or kneel, whatever you're doing. We come and say yes to 2019. We say yes to keeping your word on our lips this year. In a new and powerful, profound way. We say yes to becoming, Lord, a people set on obeying what you've said and how you've lived and your intention for the world and for our life. 
And God, right now, we lay down our addictions. We lay down our bondage. We lay down our habits that need transformation. And we just welcome the powerful grace of the Lord to come and to empower us, to cleanse us, and to wash us. And then to enable us to walk in a new realm of purity and power. God, and I pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus for an impartation of the word of the Lord for 2019. God, I just simply say yes what's on your heart. A people whose hearts are inundated with the truth of who you are. Lord, I bless our con- your congregation called Cornerstone. For a year of the word of the Lord. A year of great alignment. A, great, a year of great unity. Lord, a year in your presence. In the realm, Lord, of agreeing with your heart. Lord, I just declare an insatiable desire and hunger for your word in 2019. God, we thank you that you enable what you call us into. So Lord, with our yes, there is all of heaven's authority and resources at the ready to help us every step of the way. So Lord, I pray for a written, you would, Holy Spirit, etch the word of the Lord on the hearts of our people. Right now, I ask for heart transplants where our hearts are filled with all kinds of words, but we're asking our hearts now to be parchment that the word of the Lord can be etched upon. So Lord, I pray for that transfer of grace right now. I pray for just the the infilling of your spirit, the infilling of your word, that this year, God, it would be about the next yes. Yes to what you're saying. Yes to what you've said. And we would be able to turn around and encourage others on that same journey. Be strong and courageous. Don't quit. Don't shrink back. He's with you. He's for you. And I'm with you and I'm for you. I'll be with you every step of the way, says the Lord. Only be strong and very courageous. So Lord, right now we declare war on discouragement and fear. Because that passage has the same commandment. Obey everything, and then you command us to not be afraid. (laughs) And you command us not to be discouraged. So we say no to discouragement. We say no to fear. Lord, we say yes to a fresh infilling of strength and courage. And I just love this family, Lord. We ask, God, that this would be a year like we've never seen. And I ask right now, release permission in the Spirit to increasingly gather with our family and our friends around this simple principle. The word of the Lord. Abiding in it and obeying it together. God, I think it's that simple. And so I ask that you'd create something fresh, something new in us in this place for 2019. Come on, something new and something fresh. Something new, something fresh. Write your word on every heart. And I pray, Lord, that no one would have to walk alone. I don't know how to do it. We've tried different things, and some have worked, some haven't. But I ask for a divine connecting 
within this body. That it, it's, no, it's okay to gather around interests and commonality, but I ask for an even deeper bond that we would gather around Christ and his kingdom, around his word, that, Lord, it would transcend the color of our skin and the desire of our uh, sports or whatever. I love those things. Those are great points of connection. I am not downing them. But, Lord, I'm asking however we connect that at the center of it would be Christ and his kingdom and his word, his beautiful presence. So, Lord, connect us in this year. We need your help. And we just, we thank you that you're going to do it as we say yes to you. Send us now in your spirit and your power and your presence. And we'll give you all the glory and the honor for every good thing comes from you, Father. In Jesus' name, we all said amen. Amen. Amen.